Hi, everybody. This is Tony Khan, the producer and director of Morning Stories from WGBH. The holiday season this year marks the 60th anniversary of the start of the Hollywood Blacklist, a time when all across America, thousands of people lost their jobs and their reputations, in some cases even their family and their friends, if they had or were rumored to have left-wing political ideas. It's hard to believe that it happened, but it did, and it lasted 15 years. A few years ago, I told the story of what happened to my family during that time as a radio series called Blacklisted. And for today's morning story, I'd like to play a small part of that series for you. It's a segment set in Mexico around 1955 when I was 10. My older brother Jim, my father Gordon, my mother Barbara, our French poodle Mimi, had all fled there five years before to escape the blacklist. My father had been a Hollywood screenwriter, and for five years in Mexico, he had tried to make a living under another name, with no success. And now we were headed to Manchester, New Hampshire, to live with my mother's father, who had offered to put us up. What we faced in New Hampshire was unclear. The blacklist was still going on. As for Mexico, it was the rainy season, a time of year when every day, like clockwork, it rained and rained and rained. Cuernavaca, Morelos, July 15, 1955. Dear Lou, your willingness to narrate the grim scroll of my general failure to Barbara's father is deeply appreciated. It is not news of the best kind for a man to be told that his wretched son-in-law was throwing wife, sister-in-law, two grandsons, and their dog back into his tender care. If I were in a position to command it, I would insist on a separate place for us and a completely independent existence. But possessing no furniture and scarcely the traditional pot to cook in gives me no choice. It's all a great mess, and I am conducting my activity as if the only source of income I will have for the future is from my writing. I have produced 2,000 pages of manuscript as Hugh G. Foster, which, if it isn't transmuted to gold during my lifetime, will form part of my shabby estate and perhaps appear as the posthumous works of, uh, well, who knows what name. If I were a more cheerful philosopher, I'd console myself with the fact that 40% of the disaster was due to the collapse of the peso, but the rest of it is entirely my fault for being the kind of man I am. I might say that one thing has not only retained its true value in these crises, but has increased in my estimation. Barbara's loyalty. And that makes up for an incalculable number of things. With, well, I might say, the world crumbling, it is wonderful to see the family ties growing firmer. Between chapters, a man gets a lot of time to think about these things. Hasta la vista, Gordon. The next day at recess, Gordon came to pick me up at school and take me to my flight to the States. To save money, 
Only my Aunt Janet and I would return by plane. The rest of the family would crowd into the family car and drive north. The class stood outside to wave goodbye. Pablo, my best friend. Rudy, who told the best stories in the world. Diana, whom I'd never had the courage to tell I loved. And all of whom I'd probably never see again. I was walking backwards, waving goodbye, trying to think of one last thing to say when I got the idea of tripping on a rock and falling over. It was something I'd learned from my father. Leave him laughing. Come on, son. Let's go. Two weeks later, on August 1st, on four retreaded tires, the rest of the family squeezed into the car and, with fenders flapping, took off on the 3,000-mile journey from Cuernavaca to my grandfather's house in Manchester, New Hampshire. There was one consolation. New Hampshire was the last place on earth anyone would think to look for a blacklisted Hollywood screenwriter. Besides, by then, the committee was hunting for communists in areas far removed from show business and will probably have little interest in a man in the middle of nowhere trying to write his way out of a hole. Office of the Director, FBI. A former associate close to Khan suggests Khan and his family will soon leave Mexico for parts unknown. A review of this file reflects subject as a brother, Joseph Victor Khan, Bureau file 100-40074, living in Poughkeepsie, New York. In the event, a specific address is determined for the subject in the United States. It is requested that the Mexico City office be advised at once. I'm here with Gary Mott. Hi, Gary. This is the 60-year anniversary yeah. of the Hollywood Blacklist. What I heard listening to the three-hour series yeah. of Blacklisted is this happened not so much because of what your father believed in, but because he refused to inform on his friends. That's right. If you informed on your friends, they gave you a free pass to keep your job, to feel the FBI was not going to be after you. I think there are a lot of people out there who say, I will do anything for my kids. My kids need food and I don't have money. I'll steal it. I'll lie. I'll inform on my friends. I'll inform on my friends. And for your father and for me, this is not something that I can do. Even if it might put your family through some hard times. I certainly hope that I would, that I would take that stand. You know what? I, I, I feel that you would. And it's not because we believe in the same things. It's not because we even necessarily have the same political beliefs. And I, don't, I know we don't have the same religious beliefs. Mm-hmm. But there's something about your character. We've been doing the show for about three years. We've sat across from each other so many times talking about other people's stories and what they bring up for us. Mm-hmm. I just know that whatever you feel is right, you're going to stand by. And you don't think it's right to betray a friendship. I think about the biblical verse, don't point out the the speck in someone else's eye when there's a log in your own. Somebody once asked me, he said, well, is this a story with a happy ending? You know, it's like saying, is your life a story with a happy ending? My only answer to that is, it keeps changing. 
just like all of our lives are, mm-hmm. work in progress. We talk about this being the 60th anniversary of, of the blacklist. And, mm-hmm. you know, every September 27th, I think about my accident because that was the day it happened in 1980. And this past September 27th, it was really kind of weighing on me. You know, I started to think about that phone call that my dad got at work um, saying that, you know, your son is in bad shape and you need to get over here right away. Now, I have children. My oldest daughter is 10 years old. And I think, you know, what would that be like Mm. to get that call? seems unimaginable. It kind of gave me a greater appreciation for, you know, all all the stuff that my folks have dealt with over the years Mm -hmm. and how they've endured all of it, you know, largely because of their faith, which they, you know, handed down to me. You said something yesterday. You said, well, I regret that you don't feel the same way that I do because when we die, we won't be able to continue our friendship in heaven. What a lovely thing to say. But does that mean then that I don't get to heaven? Well, I mean, you're taking an (laughs) offhanded humorous comment. And I believe that that the God of the Bible has a plan Mm -hmm. for each one of our lives. I have faith that if I submit to to God's plan, things are going to work out for the best. Holding on to to fear, to resentment, to feeling, you know, angry about people or things that have wronged me in my life, you know, I can't do it. And it's incumbent on me to forgive because I've been forgiven. With me, you get to practice it every day. That's right. (laughs) Every morning I'd say, dear God. (laughs) <laughs> uh, how can I make it through another day? <laughs> well, I guess if somebody says, that, then does this blacklist story have an end for me? I'd say, well, I know that it begins in fear, and I hope that it ends in forgiveness. That's all I really want. I hope that's all I really want. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, you got, if your mother's any example, you know, you've got another... Mm-hmm. Good 30 years in you. My mother's on my left hand. My cardiologist is on my right <laughs> And, well, they should talk to each other. <laughs> I'm going to stay out of it. Maybe in heaven. <laughs> okay, well, thanks, Gary. We promise we won't have this conversation for another three years. If you want to hear it three years from now, support the program. <laughs> That's right. Go to wgbh.org slash morning stories. And uh, we love getting email at morningstories at wgbh.org. And if you'd like to hear the Blacklisted story, go to wgbh.org slash blacklisted. And please also go to iTunes and, and search for Blacklisted. That's a, that's a quick and easy way to uh, download all six episodes of the Blacklisted series produced by Mr. Khan. We'll see you again real soon. Bye-bye. Christmas. Oh, oh, oh.